Welcome to Healthcare Beat, a healthcare podcast brought to you by Seifarth Shaw's cross-disciplinary healthcare team. Each beat will focus on key industry trends and the latest developments while identifying practical takeaways for those in this space. With this episode, we are initiating a special series of the Healthcare Beat addressing trends and forecasts in healthcare law under the Biden administration. I'm Adam Lawton, partner in Seifarth's corporate department and host of Healthcare Beat. Let's jump in. Today's episode is a kickoff to our special series, and we are focusing on the big picture vision of the Biden administration for healthcare and healthcare reform, and the types of initiatives we can expect in the coming four years. Joining me is Leon Rodriguez, a colleague in Seifarth's Washington, D.C. office. Leon was formerly director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and of the Office of Civil Rights in the Department of Health and Human Services. Leon is currently chair of the firm's Healthcare Regulatory and Compliance Group and a co-chair of the Healthcare Privacy Security and HIPAA Group. Leon, welcome to Healthcare Beat. So, Leon, what is the big picture view, or what is shaping up to be the big picture view of the Biden administration regarding healthcare and healthcare reform? Well, first, uh, Adam, thanks for uh, in- inviting me on to the podcast. When we think about the Biden administration's big picture, we need to go back to the campaign, and, and in particular, the, the Democratic primaries. And, and to look at the uh, menu of choices that, that through the candidates was being offered to the Democratic electorate. And, and you had anywhere from a single payer system being proposed by both Bernie Sanders and um, um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, all the way really uh, close to the center to the Joe Biden view, which, which basically uh, was based on the idea that the Affordable Care Act uh, was, a, was a net success. It did increase coverage for a large number of people. Uh, it did protect insurance coverage for those with uh, pre-existing conditions and, and, and a menu of other successes. And that conversely, uh, the Trump administration had failed to really propose anything in its place, not, notwithstanding efforts to, to dismantle it. So that was sort of the, the political view uh, with which uh, the Biden administration uh, was coming in. You know, that, that the Affordable Care Act needed to be the launch point for anything else that the Biden, a Biden administration, now a Biden-Harris administration, uh, would be doing in the area of health care. So do we anticipate the Biden administration will try to make any big changes to the system, or is it more of an approach that will mostly tinker around the edges of what we already have? I think it's somewhere between those two uh, those those two characterizations. You know, it's it's not going to be a, a a transformative approach. It's it's not going to be a, a complete reordering of the mechanisms for both healthcare delivery and healthcare payment in the United States along the lines envisioned by Senator Sanders and Senator Warren. Uh, but nor, on the other hand, is it going to be little small changes here and there. It, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. You are going to see some big, significant changes, but they're still going to be grounded in a few basic things. First, that our, our basic private sector healthcare system and our private sector-based healthcare financing systems, uh, in many respects, will continue to exist uh, as they always had. You know, health insurance companies aren't going to go anywhere. Private sector health providers, whether they're hospitals or physician's offices or whatever they are, those aren't going anywhere. 
On the other hand, you are going to see some big changes, the goal of which is going to be to, in, in most cases, to expand the availability of health coverage to broader groups of people. And do we already have a sense, are there proposals on the table for any major initiatives that are planned? So for first during the campaign, but then also last month, the White House came forward with a, a pretty far-reaching set of goals for its, its changes to, to the healthcare system. And, and I think this is a good point to, to just sort of step back for a second and note that all kinds of things are going to be happening at the White House, but all kinds of things will also be happening at the bureaucratic level. And, and many of them, you know, won't be seen. They won't be things you're going to be reading about at the Washington Post or USA Today or, 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 or hearing about on Fox. But the really big pieces are, in fact, going to be driven, uh, driven from the White House. And so there are really two major proposals, one of which is, is sort of incremental, and, and I'll talk about that second, but one of which really is breaking some truly new ground in healthcare financing, and that is the establishment of a public health insurance option uh, that would be based on Medicare. And when, when we say based on Medicare, that really means two things. One, that the uh, menu of coverage is going to be comparable uh, and based on a lot of the same principles as Medicare coverage. And two, that the manner of payment for those services will be based on Medicare as well. And so this is going to create an option that is, that is not a full, uh, you know, a, a, a basically free health care. There will still be premiums in this structure, but it will create a, a, a very publicly subsidized health care financing option for those in, in the population uh, that want it. So that, that is something that would be new. It's potentially expensive. That's certainly why a lot of concern uh, has been expressed about it. But then the other uh, is a further Medicaid expansion. And so one of the significant parts of the original Affordable Care Act was an expansion of Medicaid that was going to be largely federally funded in the early years uh, with states taking on increasing responsibility over time. That's why a number of Republican states actually chose not to participate in the uh, Medicaid expansion uh, because of concern uh, about the expenses in, in those out years. What the Biden administration now has in mind will, will not leave the states really that out to, to opt out, but instead will we'll create some mechanism to offer expanded Medicaid regardless of whether or not states opt in in those cases. So those are really the two big core initiatives, uh, the most far-reaching initiatives in, in, in Biden's proposal. And what about ideas that are on the table but aren't necessarily related to the Affordable Care Act? Well, uh, there's a bunch of them. One of the things I think that folks are going to find really interesting about these is that they are going to be some things that they actually uh, heard from the Trump administration. And, and so first is the idea of price transparency and, and the idea that you, you should not, as a patient, be uh, subject to prior billing. So that situation where you go to the doctor, you think you're just paying for the doctor, and the next thing you know, you get a bill from a lab. Uh, or you get a bill from an imaging company that you didn't even know was uh, a separate vendor from your doctor. And so the Biden administration is, is uh, committed to taking policy steps to, to eliminate that kind of billing. That's something that Trump was talking about. 
The other is um, uh, instituting price negotiations uh, with drug companies. That's something that the drug companies have fought tooth and nail for a very long time. President Trump uh, actually began some efforts to force the drug companies into negotiations during his term. He never quite got there. Uh, the Biden administration is going to be taking another shot at that issue and, and seeing if there is a way to significantly lower drug costs through negotiations with the drug companies. Uh, where that goes, it's hard to say, but that's certainly an issue that the Biden administration has been very consistent uh, about saying that it would move in that direction. Two other things that are also part of the plan that was announced back in February was in um, effort to focus, uh, to attack market concentration. I don't know that I would always call that antitrust or anti-monopoly or, or what have you, but to really examine the potentially adverse effect on healthcare affordability, healthcare access, healthcare quality that could result in a, a significant market concentration by uh, particular companies or particular providers. Another will be to increase the wages of, of lower wage healthcare workers. And, you know, one of the things to understand about this, because I think, you know, the initial reaction might be, well, how does, how does that help patients? There's two things that I think the, the administration would tell you about that. You know, the first is that a better paid wage force is a, a better paid workforce is a, is a more stable workforce. It's one that will continue to grow. Uh, with the industry, uh, but it also reflects a, a reality of any major policy initiative, and that is that you want to uh, build a broad coalition of support for that policy initiative. So here, uh, you know, certainly one important pillar of support for any healthcare initiatives that the Biden administration might take is organized labor. So, you know, this really reflects uh, an effort to have something included in here that very specifically is is something that organized labor might be uh, might be seeking. So th those are just a, a handful. I think we're going to be seeing a whole lot more, and as I said, a whole bunch more coming from HHS itself as time goes on. But that's that's just a handful of examples of these sort of little things that the administration is going to be doing. And so are there any ideas or issues out there uh, right now on the Biden administration agenda that are aimed at the fundamental fairness of the system? Absolutely. And, and this is, you know, this was certainly an area of emphasis in the Obama administration. I think you mentioned that I was in the uh, Office for Civil Rights back in, in the Obama administration uh, for, for about three years. We played a role on those issues, and, and that is to look at a variety of issues, both from uh, a, a legal standpoint, but also from a care delivery standpoint, that go to the question of whether access, uh, not only access to healthcare, but healthcare outcomes are as equal as they can be. And there, you know, there is in fact documented evidence that that particular populations have have over time enjoyed uh, or rather suffered inferior health outcomes, communities of color, uh, transgender communities. And so you're going to be seeing uh, immigrant communities. You're going to be seeing efforts both through the Office of Minority Health uh, at the Department of Health and Human Services, my old agency, the Office for Civil Rights, 
to really take on this issue of health equity in a more comprehensive uh, way than it has in the past. Um, I think, you know, the specifics of what this will mean is something that still will be revealed, but, but it's worth mentioning in, in a discussion like this one because I think you are going to be seeing really significant policy proposals coming from the administration uh, that really will have a genuine impact on both, uh, as I said before, the way care is delivered and the way care is paid for. And that's something that any, any participant in the healthcare uh, system is going to need to watch, whether they're a patient, a provider, a payer, uh, they're going to need to be watching those issues. I'd like to thank Leon Rodriguez for sharing his time, insights, and expertise with us today. In terms of key takeaways from today's episode, it's definitely going to be an exciting four years in the healthcare space with a lot of action around preserving and improving the Affordable Care Act. Thank you for joining us today for another edition of CyFarth's Healthcare Beat podcast, bringing you the latest developments and pressing issues in healthcare. So you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to visit CyFarth.com where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We look forward to having you with us again soon.